The Wholeness Network. Awaken to the reality of wholeness. Karen Newell has spent a lifetime seeking wisdom through esoteric teachings and firsthand experience, exploring realms of consciousness. She empowers others by demonstrating how to connect to inner guidance, achieve inspiration, improve wellness, and develop intuition. She is the co-founder of Sacred Acoustics and co-author with Dr. Eben Alexander of Living in a Mindful Universe. You can learn more about her and her work at sacredacoustics.com. principles I wanted to ask you to explain is just the principle of entrainment and you talk a lot about that with your sound healing but can you teach us about that? Yes well normally the brain when it's you know walking and talking and doing things analyzing it's in a state called beta so that can be measured with an EEG device through an electric signal that's sent out through the brain in cycles per second or hertz so that state we're in all the time is roughly 12 to 30 hertz but what we want to do with the, the sounds we create with sacred acoustics is to bring the brain into a lower state of awareness that's associated with maybe uh, resting, relaxation, um, more kind of restful state. And so what we do is we feed signals in the brain that entrain the brain to that lower state. So when we feed a binaural beat, we call them, to the brain, say a four hertz, that's that border between awake and asleep, between mm -hmm. delta and theta. We're all in this state when we fall asleep at night or when we first wake up in the morning, remembering dreams and kind of wondering, am I really, you know, have a body or whatever weird things <laughs> going through our minds. And, um, so that's the state we want to get people to, very relaxed. And when we can feed these binaural beats, it's 100 hertz in one ear, for example, 104 hertz in another ear. The difference between them, that 4 hertz, is what the brain seems to entrain to. It seems mm. to follow that frequency and go into a, a deeper state of awareness without having to work too hard. Hmm. And then what do you do once you're in there? What is that? Well, very interesting. The theta state, the theta state is what children are in naturally. Really? And so think about children, young children, I don't know, I don't know the exact ages, but children like four to roughly seven, uh -huh. somewhere in there. They're in theta all the time, and this is when they're learning language, when they're uh -huh. just little sponges soaking up all this information. So when you can get into a theta state of awareness, first of all, you're you're lowering yourself down from that constant racing chatter that you're in in the beta state mm -hmm. and you get more calm your thoughts kind of fade into the background you can become more aware of a part of you that's not always obvious and so this when children run around like this learning you can use that opportunity to say retrain yourself to mm -hmm. think in different ways for example maybe you're a smoker and you want to stop smoking maybe you want to lose weight Th those kinds of things but also Let's say you want to get in touch with your life's purpose, something mm -hmm. like that. When you get into that lower state of awareness, you're able to kind of just forget about the here and now and reach deeper states. Okay. So do you feel like you have a different 
as you've practiced, you have a different state of being all the time? Absolutely. Okay. They're kind of like training wheels. So right. entrainment is a similar word, although it's not exactly the same meaning, but they're kind of like training wheels. And some people, at least myself, I listen to them for years uh, mm -hmm. on a very regular basis. But now I don't really use them so much because mm -hmm. I find when I listen, I'm already in that kind of expanded, yeah. calm state. And so really, any intention you have can be applied while in that state of mind. It's a very flexible system. Mm, I remember my mom. It's my biofeedback. She's, I'm doing my biofeedback. <laughs> bio, or biorhythms. Or my bio mom had yeah. biorhythms. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, think she, I think it was like a 1-800 number she ordered it off of uh, or something, yes. like in the 80s. Yes. But I remember that's a picture I have in my mind. Is it's my well, Biofeedback is very useful. There are devices out there. I'll, I'll mention HeartMath has one yeah. of them. HeartMath Institute has something called an M-Wave device. Mm -hmm. And I had one of those when I first started to learn how to meditate. And I would clip it to my ear or your finger. Mm -hmm. And when you um, try to get into a calmer state, you actually get a graphic on the window, maybe on the computer screen. Maybe it's a a hot air balloon rising off the ground. You mm -hmm. get rewarded oh, yeah, when yeah. you reach those lower <laughs> states of awareness. So biofeedback devices are very, very useful yeah. because you sometimes the difference in your state is so subtle and you think, really, is this, is this what those guys are feeling? And yeah. sometimes it is very subtle. And seeing how your brain and heart are reacting on a screen can be very useful, especially when you're a beginner. Okay, mm -hmm. so what do you see is your goal? What's, what's your mission with your information? My mission is to make people understand the power of their hearts, mm -hmm. the power of who they truly are beyond mother, father, banker, teacher, whatever it is. Um, the sound is a very useful tool for helping us get into these kinds of states. But it, it's just a training system. The heart is the key. So mm -hmm. HeartMath Institute has been researching the heart for decades. And they found some really fascinating things. The heart emits an electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm. And it emits out the top of the head and around the body. It actually can really get this large. And it actually expands and contracts. It changes its size based on your emotional state. Oh, and so wow, heard that part. you can manage your heart field uh -huh. intentionally. So emotions like love, joy, and happiness create a very large electromagnetic field, while emotions like envy, sadness, anger are a, a, shame. a little, mm -hmm. yeah, shame, a little constricted field. Mm -hmm. But the most amazing thing to me about the heart math research is that whatever is in your heart is affecting me. Right. We are broadcasting the signal. They've uh -huh. done experiments where people sitting across from the other, maybe mm -hmm. one of them is potentially just sitting there feeling gratitude in their heart, something pleasant, one of those really positive emotions that makes your heart feel large. And the person across from them, their heart rate variability and their brainwave state will start to change. Mm -hmm. And so this piece of knowledge, I feel, is critical for every person on the planet to know. Each of us has this tool in our bodies that is affecting people around mm. them. So some people think, well, how can I protect myself from your crazy heart fields? I take it the opposite. Right. How can I? I can't manage anyone else's heart field, right. only my own. So the more kind of loving, kind, gratitude feelings, not just thoughts, mm -hmm. but feelings I can generate in my heart field, the more I'm helping the people around. 
around me. And I likened this to the ultimate golden rule, where instead of treating others as you would like to treat yourself or loving others as you would like to be loved, love yourself in a way that it affects people only in positive ways. And this happens whether we realize it or not. Right. So why not take advantage of this tool within our bodies to not only help ourselves, but to help the people around us without even saying a word? Yeah. Well, I'm excited to introduce you to The Heart Whisperer. <laughs> this is her website, The Heart Whisperer. Lovely. I love The Heart. And yes. that's her, her mode of, um, yeah. you know, of healing others and yes. helping others is with all about the heart. Well, so I didn't talking know to that. Right? Know, that is so <laughs> wonderful. Yes, we're like kindred spirits. I know. Yes. And I feel like uh, with all of the Avenger movies out there and all the, the superpowers that people talk about, I feel like my mission is to help people understand the heart is your superpower. Yes. That is yes. the most powerful part of who you are. So it so takes many of everything. us spreading this message. And it's so wonderful to meet someone else doing that. And I meet them all the time, yeah. these mm -hmm. people out there. And um, I think Eben Alexander mentioned that the love he felt when mm -hmm. he was having his near-death experience, that very often people who have near-death experiences and encounter those realms think you can't bring it back here. Mm. But we know different. <laughs> right? And it yeah. starts yeah. from within. It's mm -hmm. not something outside of us. It's right. something within us. And that's where that masculine-feminine balance, to me, comes into play. Because masculine energy is active. It's external. Mm -hmm. It's action. And feminine energy, we're not talking about boys and girls, right. males and females. Right. Feminine energy is more flowy. Mm -hmm. It's internal. Mm -hmm. It's quiet. It's unknown. Mm -hmm. We in our society have been ignoring the mm -hmm. internal world yeah. for hundreds of years. And mm -hmm. it's really put our world into a strange imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so one way to look at that imbalance is to say, let's focus more on our internal world. We've got the masculine energy right. going on. Let's bring that feminine energy in, that internal world. Mm -hmm. And men have internal worlds too. Mm -hmm. And so the more of all of us can start to focus on our internal world, really the external world is a reflection of our internal world. Mm -hmm. According to the view that we espouse in our book, Living in a Mindful Universe, that of ontological idealism is the idea that consciousness is fundamental to everything. And that puts us in charge. And so while we moved from the heart, from the sound to heart, to me, they work together. Mm -hmm. The sound helps get us into a calm state so that we can then access those feeling states that mm -hmm. we've learned to suppress, we've learned to ignore. A lot of people, when they first listen to our sounds, start to feel emotional. Mm -hmm. And what I liken that to is that the sounds are really just activating energy in your system. It's already mm -hmm. there. It's not causing it, right. but it's bringing your attention to it. And so if you're feeling a little, you know, teary or a little sad yeah. and you don't know why when you listen to the tones, the idea is it's an opportunity to acknowledge it and then release it. Mm -hmm. And that's what our tones are able to do. I'd like to just mention too on our website, sacredacoustics.com, people can download a free recording, a 20 minute recording okay. to try it for themselves. Yeah. Everyone reacts differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone applies these in slightly different ways and everybody's doing it right. There is no wrong when it comes to the sound. They're very flexible. They can be used 
within other sort of modalities. And so we encourage everyone to at least give it a shot and see what happens with our free download. Excellent. Thank well, you thank so you. much. Well, we appreciate your time. And um, I'm sure we will chat more and more about the heart. Yes. <laughs> wonderful. Very appreciate nice to be here. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. knowledge and growth at thewholenessnetwork.com.